Exactly how effective is the hell if I know argument? What's up, Story Geeks? On today's podcast, Jay and Justin are going to battle it out over Marvel versus Star Wars supremacy. I get to moderate this. By the way, we don't really know what they're calling these episodes yet. We've thought about calling them Defend It or Friendly Fire. We're sort of researching that, so hang in there as we figure that out. But enjoy the episode as Jay and Justin fight about which movie we should be looking forward to more, Avengers Endgame or Star Wars Episode Nine. So, and to hear more of our thoughts about this topic, like our blogs from Ashley and Anthony, or to share your thoughts with us, head over to thestorygeeks.com. While you're there, we'd love it if you would become a supporter. If you support the Story Geeks on Patreon, you'll get access to all of our premium content, including our aftercasts and audiobooks. On today's aftercast, we're actually going to explore our true opinions on what we're looking forward to the most. We have to fight about this, but obviously we love both of these movies. And I don't even get to share my opinion because I'm just moderating this one. So if you want to hear what we're really looking forward to, go to the aftercast and we'll tell you there. So become a premium supporter today and unlock access to that premium content right now. Thanks for listening. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. Now let's fight over Marvel versus Star Wars. I'm rolling up my sleeves in preparation. I put on a Star Wars shirt, actually. I so. know. I I should have worn my right tie clip. I have an Avengers tie clip. Oh, you I do? didn't even think about oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if you're hearing this and you're wondering why these guys are talking about this, it is because we are going to have a fight. We are going to have a battle. You heard us have one of these episodes a little while ago when we argued about... Uh, which era of Star Wars was better, the George Lucas era or the Disney era? You and I argued that. We did, and I lost that battle. Not by much, though. By a single point. That margin was too slim. Yeah. That's right. But uh, probably appropriately so, lost that <laughs> battle. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Daryl. We have Jay and Justin here. Greetings, greetings. And... We are going to fight. So today's topic, I don't have to fight this one. I'm glad because I don't know what my answer to this would be. I want to be a moderator. So I get to judge. I get to moderate. Um, But the topic today is which movie should we be looking forward to more in 2019? Avengers Endgame or Star Wars Episode Nine? That's right. And many of you probably have ideas about what you're going to say. But maybe Justin and I... We'll sway you one way or the other. Maybe. You're going to have to sway me one way or the other because I'm the one giving out the points. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Jay is going to argue for Star Wars Episode Nine. Justin is going to argue for Avengers Endgame. And here's how this works. We will Each contestant will have three main points for a total of six rounds altogether. One point awarded for each round. And then at the end of it, we will have a three-point moderator question that I will throw out that these guys are not ready for. And we will crown the winner at the end. Mm. And each point gets a counterpoint, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Justin can come back at me, and I can come back at Justin. Yeah. And I'll let you know right now, I'm going to be judging this based on what your arguments and your points are. So. And not just by saying how good that shirt looks on you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, okay, okay. I'm, which, I'm scratching out a couple of my Which, ideas. first of all, is crap. Second of all... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, don't butter me up. Don't throw out any comparisons like, you know, 
Avengers is a lot like a John Krasinski movie. You know, don't do any of that stuff. It's not going to help you out at all. So. I don't think Avengers is, but Episode Nine will. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is yeah. directing Episode Nine, right? That's right. J.J. <laughs> Abrams has had conversations with Christopher Nolan oh. over coffee. Okay, so I can't think of a good, fair way to decide who goes first, so I'm just going to decide. So, Justin, you're going to go first. All right. I am calling my first point The Perfect Storm. This is movie 22 in 11 years. Kevin Feige has been leading, has been helming this ship the entire way. Um, This is the most financially successful movie franchise of all time, the MCU. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo are directing Endgame, and they have already directed three of the best MCU movies to date. Um, It's all been leading to this. Uh, It has momentum, and I don't anticipate them faltering right now. Um, And for those of us who have read comic books, this movie is the ultimate version, film version of a crossover event. There is so much that this movie has going for it just in its history, um, and I don't think it's going to lose its footing here. Hmm. You know, I think you're right. It is a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm starring George Clooney. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I can't argue with you there, but I do think you have to look at the fact that 22 films, this will be yeah. the 22nd film, um, and they've had their share of missteps. Have, has most of them been good? Absolutely. Have most of the ones that the Russo brothers have helmed been really good? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't think that the number of movies is necessarily the thing that's going to make the deciding factor in what we should be more excited about. I think we need to dig a little bit deeper than that. So no intense counterpoints on this one. I don't have to say like, no, it's not the perfect storm. I'm just saying, I don't know that we can hang our hats on that particular thing. Um, but this is, this is, I will say this is harder to, to argue about because, we both love Marvel and Star Wars. I'm like, that's an excellent point, Justin. Like, thanks for making it. I, I, I'm curious how my counterpoints will go through this. I know. Uh, anyways. All right. Um, I'm going to give this point to Justin, and I'll tell you why. You should. <laughs> I'll tell you why, because your response to him was that the number of films is not necessarily what we should hang it on. Right. But you didn't present an alternative thing to hang it on. Very good point. So I'm going to go ahead and award that one to Justin. It is 1-0 in Justin's favor. It is. But it's very early on. Anything can happen. (laughs) Let's move on to round two. Jay. I feel like my counterpoint was so stupid (laughs) that I better have some really good points to deal with. Yeah, Justin. (laughs) Excellent point there, buddy. Me excited, too. (laughs) I know. All right. Uh, Here's my number three point. My number three point. We don't Just say number one point. You don't have to count these down. (laughs) I got to count them down. It's confusing. This is number number three. Um, We don't know how episode nine is going to end. But we basically know how Endgame will end, right? We know that Thanos will be defeated by the Avengers. We know that some of the classic Avengers will die in the process. If, If you're not thinking this way, I'm sorry to report it to you, but Thor, Iron Man, Cap... One or two, possibly all three, though I doubt that, some of these dudes are going to die. 
and they're going to die permanently in terms of these characters being in this film and, and continuing in this series. Uh, I predict right now that Thor and Cap will die in Endgame and be replaced by different actors moving forward. That's my prediction. We kind of we can kind of get around that. Um, we already know that actors are tied to those roles, and both those characters have already gone through multiple character arcs. Iron Man might stick around as a mentor. That's possible. I think it's possible. <coughs> My point is Thanos is going to be defeated. The timeline will be reset. But in the process, some, maybe one or two of those original Avengers is going to die. Sure, there might be a small surprise in store here or there, but we sort of know how, how this is going to end. We sort of know where it's going. Episode 9? Ryan Johnson, love or hate what he did with The Last Jedi, he proved that we don't have a clue. <laughs> Will Kylo Ren be redeemed like Vader? I don't know. Will Rey actually become a Jedi, or will she end the Jedi Order? No idea. Will Rey and Kylo Ren survive Episode Nine? I have no idea. How will, the re- how will the Resistance come back? Hell if I know. Will the First Order rise to the Empire levels of oppression? Flip a coin, dude, because we don't know. Uh, we Will we see Hayden Christensen as Anakin in Force Ghost form? <laughs> will we see Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn in Force Ghost form? Will we see Obi-Wan Kenobi? No one knows. Nobody knows. Episode 9 could go off in a billion different directions. We don't even know if episode nine will kick off other trilogies or even if the let or even if the last Jedi already did that because of broom boy, we don't know. We don't know these things. JJ Abrams and his mystery box are still intact and still able to change the world. Bringing the mystery box in from the Ted talk comes out swinging with the hell if I know argument. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. I'm going to say some harsh words right now. Oh no. Um, don't do it. So I would agree that nobody <laughs> harsh. knows. That is really <laughs> harsh. How <laughs> dare no, wait, you? I'm sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll start with the, here we go, here we go. I'm devastated. Um, <laughs> uh, no one knows right now how episode nine will end. But my question is, how many people at this moment care? Oh! So brutal. after... Uh, the end of Avengers Infinity War. There are so many questions left lingering. Will they come back? You know, like you're saying, yes. probably <laughs> many of them. Will Thanos be defeated? Probably, you know. Um, but we don't know. And there's this tension that is driving us into the next episode. Mm. Whereas episode nine, there's not that much tr- tension driving us into that. <sighs> okay. Um, as Jay was talking, yes, I had some thoughts in my head that could be potential good rebuttals to what he said. Oh, and you didn't use any of them. All right. Um. So. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) No, it was a good rebuttal. It was. Um. But um, I think in the end, the argument that do people care, I think people do care. It's just that the Avengers is a little bit more 
chronologically present in our minds right now. So at mm. at the end of the battle, I think I'm going to give this one to Jay. So. Well, this is not. Yes. This may not bode well for me because much of <laughs> argument number two is based in this conversation. Well, let's hear it. All right, here we go. Um, but since we are the story geeks, yes. I am entitling this one the story-based anticipation. Mm. So mm. the snap sent shockwaves through pop culture, and fans are still on the edge of their seats, waiting to know what will happen. Um, a new character was added to the mix in a post credit scene we have a film coming out that will explain why she's important so that her appearance in endgame matters um uh we have two other fan favorites ant-man and hawkeye that were absent from infinity war and we want to catch up with them we want to know what's going on uh plus we haven't seen the avengers really lose like this um so we want to see them live up to their name and avenge. We want to see what happens when heroes are knocked down and when they come back. Not to mention that the trailer, in my opinion, was the perfect mix of revealing just a little bit more, but not showing anything that gives anything away from the for the movie. So I think that the story of Avengers Infinity War leads us to so much anticipation, so much excitement about what's next, so many questions mm-hmm. left, begging some of what we just said in the last point. Mm-hmm. But I believe there is more excitement and curiosity and wonder about Endgame than there currently is about Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, as you talked about, we don't know how she's going to show up in the film. We don't exactly know what role she's going to play or what backstory she has. The only thing I could think about was Ray. Because that's the question we should really be asking. It's about Ray, not as much about Captain Marvel. <laughs> Secondly, um, I think you made reference to to everybody's favorite characters and then mentioned Hawkeye and Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I said some fan favorites. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. I'm not sure that those count. Uh, I do think it was interesting to see uh, Hawkeye in his... Uh, in his uh, Ronin outfit. Um, and I have to say, when you guys were talking about that, I was like, what is, why is he dressed like Ronan the Accuser? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I yeah. was so confused by that. Uh, Ronan with an eye. Ronan with an eye. <laughs> Ronan, <laughs> Ronan with an eye. Uh, I'm going to get into some more points, um, even in my argument, about, I think, why we're not as interested in some of these things. Uh, but that's where I would end it. I, I, I don't care too much about Ant-Man and whether or not he's going to go into the, um, the quantum realm and solve something. Uh, sure, I want to see Captain Marvel, but this is the Avengers, and we're mostly coming back to this because of the classic Avengers that we've seen for the last 22 films. Not necessarily these guys. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, Indeed. Mm, indeed. Now I know how the hosts of movie fights feel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I know how you feel. Now, now <laughs> I, yeah. the only other person that has now moderated I, this. Now I know why the most heard phrase on movie fights is, this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give this one to Justin. Okay. Because I think he, a couple of his main points you didn't really hit back at, you sort of hit back at more of the side points like the Hawkeye and the Ant-Man oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I think I I'm going to go with Justin on this one. As Justin was talking, I'm like, oh, 
I really need a notebook <laughs> so I can write down. <laughs> oh, that would have been that's another. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So my uh, point number two, then my yes. point number two, uh, very very closely related to my point number one, but there's a big nuance that we have not discussed yet. Endgame is going to retcon so much of the emotional weight of Infinity War. It's going to retcon it. We know that T'Challa, T'Challa isn't really dead. We know that Spidey isn't really dead. They've already announced a Loki series for Disney+. And it, granted, it could be a prequel or something. But we, we're going to see him again. We're going to see all of those characters again. And we know it now. We know that now. The comics have set a precedent of bringing the characters back, and now the MCU is going to start to follow suit. Guess what won't do that? Episode 9. Episode 9 won't do that. We have two instances of retcon deaths in the Star Wars canon. Darth Maul and Boba Fett, who looked like they died, but maybe didn't really die. Who, and by, Boba Fett, by the way, is not in a, there's no appearance in a movie after the Sarlacc pit. I believe it's in the comics. Luke Skywalker's death won't be retconned. He may show up as a force ghost, but he'll never be flesh and blood again. His fade out is real. Han's death won't be retconned. Leia's death won't be retconned. We're losing the characters we've loved for 40 years, and they're not coming back in episode nine in the flesh and blood. Those deaths all have emotional weight, Unlike the fake deaths we saw in Infinity War, which are getting retconned in Endgame. That's my point. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm very excited to hear the rebuttal to this one. Um, I, uh, I subscribe to a religious belief that it's very important that a death was retconned. <laughs> but 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 that's aside uh, that's aside from the point. Um, so what I'm going to focus on is this that, is the Jesus is my homeboy uh, argument. <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm going to focus on is that the experiences of the characters will not be retconned. Mm. So even if some of the characters come back to life, mm. the pain and suffering that the characters went through after the snap and the pain and suffering that the audience went through with those characters is still real, is still valid, and will still stand. So even if the time stone is used, even if uh, we know that Spider-Man uh, Far From Home is coming, we know that Black Panther 2 is coming... I believe that all of those things will be affected by the snap and by the fact that these characters have died mm. and come back to life. Mm. So just because they're coming back to life does not take away the impact of their death. Mm. Damn. I got to be honest, that's that's the best argument against the, the retcon deaths I've ever heard the, the Jesus <laughs> argument. <laughs> no, the the argument that the experience is still real. Got it. And the fallout of it is still real. Mm. And I think I'm going to give Justin the point for this one because I feel like that continues. You're shaking your head at me so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that continues a good trend in the Marvel universe, which is actually taking the time to examine the effects of what these people have been through. Mm. I literally just made the point Justin made on the ESO podcast <laughs> last week. <laughs> I didn't. Li- so at the very least, I didn't use your point against you because yeah. I haven't heard that one. I was like, as he's using it, I'm like, ah. Oh. 
I was on the sh- I was on the ESO podcast last week talking about 2018, and we were talking about Infinity War, and I literally said, the, "We know we we all we were talking about how we know that all of those deaths are going to be yeah. reversed." And I'm like, yeah. "But it's still horrifying to experience them emotionally." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yep. I had to like I'm like I'm not gonna say that until he's chosen. <laughs> Once he chooses, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't shock you too much then. Not too much. <clears throat> Fair enough. All right, we're on round five, which I think is Justin's round. I, just, I think yes. it's back to me. Um, all right, this argument I entitled "The End of an Era and an Epic Beginning." Hmm. Knowing, like you said, that several of the major players have contracts that are ending, this movie promises to be an amazing, uh, an amazing hinge point in the MCU. It's going to, in some ways, conclude the stories of some of the most beloved characters of recent creation, not only in the MCU, but in pop culture in general. And continue some, and maybe even introduce brand new ones that we haven't met yet. It promises to be epic in every way. Um, And one of the things that is a benefit to the 11 years of storytelling is that we've been connected with these characters longer than the three or so years that we've been connected with Ray and Finn and Poe. I can almost move (laughs) into my point, into my last point. But what I'll say say about that is... uh, I don't think we're arguing here about whether or not Endgame is going to be awesome. Because it's going to be awesome. That's not the argument. The argument is, which one are we looking forward Should we be looking forward to more? Um, And I think that, yes, I am super excited about Endgame. But in the context of what's going on with Star Wars right now... There's higher stakes. The fandom is a giant mess. Um, and I think that what we're doing is we're trying to see can Lucasfilm and Disney completely redeem themselves and they have the opportunity to do it. And they have the opportunity to bring a giant fandom that is polarized as if, we're, as if it's the Republicans and the Democrats themselves <laughs> fighting over movies. That's what Star Wars fans are like. And I don't think we're, we're it's about whether or not we're excited about the films in terms of which one um, is, is if if Endgame is going to be good, I think it's going to be good. I just think that we're more is hinging upon Episode Nine. This is another one of those instances where I was waiting for a certain argument, <laughs> and you didn't say it, but what you did say was good. <laughs> <laughs> but was it good enough? <laughs> That's what I'm processing. <laughs> I'm actually going to go ahead and say that I think it was good enough. Wow. Yes. Um, because there is, you know, when I like that angle of looking at the movies externally a little bit to the story because it's true. Star Wars does have more on the line right now. Like Avengers is so sure of their film that they're not even going to show anything from it beyond what's in the first 20 minutes in a trailer. <laughs> like they don't have to market it at yeah, all because right. <laughs> they know everybody's going to go. So, <clears throat> so I like that. I like that angle. Star Wars does have a bit more on the line. So are you going to tell gonna... me what point you wanted me to make? 
Um, I can, or I can save it. Oh, save it, save it, save it. Yeah. Ask it. me later. Okay. Don't yeah. let me forget. But no, no, we will. Yeah. In case it comes into play later. So. Okay. So last this point. is yes. This is the last point, round six, and then we'll move into the moderator question round. So this is the point that I came up with when we chose the movies that we were going to argue for. This is the first thing I came up with, and it was the easiest for me to go to. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. In 1977, we were introduced to an amazing film, a film that revolutionized geek cinema, Star Wars. But that film was followed up by an even better film, The Empire Strikes Back, solidifying the reign of Lucasfilm at the box office and remaining the best sequel of all time. Then we got Return of the Jedi, and we thought that it was all over. Those three films sustained us for almost three decades. And then in 1999, George Lucas and Lucasfilm brought us three new Star Wars films into the Skywalker saga. Now, here's the thing. In some ways, those three films, particularly those of us who adored the original trilogy, those films were somewhat disappointing. Right? <laughs> Daryl's looking at me like, those were very disappointing. <laughs> I, I'm not here to argue. Yeah. <laughs> and the concept of the Skywalker saga took a little bit of a hit, if we're being honest. Of course, we still love the originals. And of course, there was um, we were still sort of into the prequel trilogy. Some of us were still sort of into the prequel trilogy. trilogy. <laughs> um, but the bigger, broader Skywalker saga had lost some of its luster. But then in a surprise twist, the Walt Disney Company purchased Lucasfilm from George Lucas for $4 billion, and that gave us some pause. What would the mouse do with Star Wars? J.J. Abrams was brought in, and we got The Force Awakens, a film that rekindled a love for Star Wars for many of us who loved the original trilogy. It felt more like Star Wars than even the prequel trilogy did, and our love for the Skywalker trilogy or the, I should say the Skywalker saga, was renewed. Now, some people aren't too sure about The Last Jedi. Other people love The Last Jedi. You both know that I think it's great, even though it's not my favorite film. However, let's reflect on this. Rey is one of the most interesting characters in Star Wars history and is really the first female Force user that we've ever really seen on screen. Yeah, 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 I know there's some Jedi Council members and Leia, of course but not with what Rey is able to do and not doing what Rey is doing. And we still don't know exactly where she came from or where she's going. Daryl has said this repeatedly, and he's not wrong. Uh-oh. Kylo Ren is a complex, conflicted, emotionally scarred villain played fantastically by Adam Driver. And Kylo Ren has taken command of the First Order. He's now on a quest to rule the galaxy. Pandering to the moderator will not be tolerated. <laughs> Uh, objection? I, I can't object to myself. Um, the resistance is all but gone. Han Solo is dead, killed by Kylo Ren, his own son. Luke Skywalker died saving what's left of the resistance. And at a time when hope seems all but lost. But Justin, Daryl, my fellow constituents, the story <laughs> geeks listening at home, this hasn't been a 10 year run. It's been a 40-year run. Ray and Kylo are on a collision course. The heroes of the rebellion are almost all of them are dead, and it looks like evil will triumph. But J.J. Abrams is at the helm, 
And this isn't just a milestone in phase four of the MCU. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. I rest my case. <laughs> I always pray to play up the dramatics. I'm like, what office are you running for? I'm <laughs> like Jay Bama over here with his public. <laughs> Jay Bama. Look, Star Wars is a good film. <laughs> good luck. All right. <laughs> Time Skywalker, to break out some of those strong words. The Skywalker saga. I'm passionate about it. Mm. Um, you're talking about amazing movies like The Empire Strikes Back, which ends on a cliffhanger that leaves the audience wondering, where will our heroes end up in the next one? How will they overcome the separation that they've experienced? The Last Jedi did not end with any kind of cliffhanger like that. Mm. The Last Jedi could have been the last chapter in the Skywalker saga, and it would have been fine. Hmm. Everyone's together. Hmm. Everyone's happy. They've survived. They've overcome. They've at least withstood evil. Evil has not been completely overcome, which I am curious to see what will happen to Kylo Ren and what will happen to Rey. But I don't feel like Episode Nine needs to explore that. Hmm. It doesn't need to be that big. I'm interested in those characters, I don't need another episode for that. I'll just say again what I just said, that the ending of episode eight could have been enough. Hmm. There's a scene in Anchorman that is coming to mind after listening to you say that. When you, when you say that you don't need another episode to tell you that. Are and you it's say and, something and it's mean about San Diego. And it's no, no, no. It's when uh, <laughs> it's when Ron Burgundy is is getting ready to go, and they're telling him he's on the air, and he points at them and he says, "I don't believe you." <laughs> uh, so I I don't believe you, but that's okay. It, it's not about that. It's about <laughs> it's about the quality of the argument. <laughs> <laughs> I am in physical pain. I know you are. I know you are. I am. I know you I am too. It's so hard. <laughs> but here's the deal. Um, in the last round, when I was talking about, there was one point that Jay could have said that would have won him the round. Mm. That was it. Uh, <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. Wow. Um. The fact that this is an end mm. and it's not a springboard to a new beginning, mm. which I uh, genuinely, if I was fighting this battle, mm -hmm. that would have been one of my points. If I was fighting for Star Wars, mm -hmm. I would have been like, they don't have to shoulder continuing a universe. Mm. They really get to end a story here. Yeah. So I think that's pretty compelling. So I'm going to give that one to Jay, yes. which... Puts us in a tie, which is not necessary. We, we would have had the next round anyway, but it's fun to be in a tie, right? Always. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I could do without a tie. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. This is the moderator question, and I have a question for you guys, one that you have not really touched on a whole lot, just a little bit. Mm. 
Um, and so this point is worth, this question is worth three points. Three points. Not that it matters because you each only need one point to win, but sure. it's worth three points. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever wins this question will take the round. And here's my question. Which film has the stronger cast of characters? Okay, we've taken a little, a, little, a little break here to allow some time for thinking. I let Justin start this whole shebang off. So, Jay, why don't you start? Yeah. So we've talked about this on previous podcasts. And one of the things that you've talked about is, in fact, I believe this came up on The Last Defendant, actually, when you and I were arguing and Justin was the moderator. And one of the points that you brought up as a counterpoint to my point about Vader being a great villain. I brought up even the list of AFI villains that were great. And you said, well, you know what, though? Kylo Ren is one of the best villains we have ever seen on screen, and he's better than Vader. And you're not wrong. Kylo Ren is a fantastic (laughs) character. He is left in a place where he is emotionally scarred. He is doing whatever he can to take out Luke. But Luke subverts that anger for a time. And Kylo Ren's going to come back angrier than ever, trying to build back the Empire. Or or something better, actually, because he said he's going to do away with the past and burn the past. So Kylo Ren is a fantastic character, a great villain. We don't know whether or not he will be redeemed, if J.J. Abrams will take him down a redemption arc or whether he will not. We don't know what he's gonna, how he's going to relate to Rey. Fantastic character. Rey has been on a crazy interesting journey. We still don't really know her backstory. She's one of the strongest female characters in Star Wars. She is a super compelling character to watch. She's one of my top three Star Wars characters of all time. And I'm an original trilogy fan. I think she's a fantastic character. Poe was left in a place where he learned some pretty hard lessons. If Poe hadn't learned those hard lessons, he would not probably be a very compelling character. But The Last Jedi, the arc that The Last Jedi took Poe through was incredible in terms of his character journey. Not only that, Chewie is still going to play a role. We still will be mourning the loss of Carrie Fisher. And I've said this on the podcast before. I haven't really had a chance to do that yet because we haven't seen a film without Carrie Fisher yet. But we're going to see a film without Carrie Fisher, and it will have some sort of tribute to her involved in that film. And chances are we're going to see Luke come back as a Force ghost, right? And the, the end we saw for Luke was fitting because we saw the fading sunset as, as his journey started and his journey ended. He was looking at the faded sunset. The cast of characters is super compelling. Before these movies came out, all these new characters were virtual unknowns. The original cast is now some of the most famous actors on planet Earth based on what they did in the 70s. And now we have the new cast of characters coming to terms with where they're going with their lives. And I think that we could not be happier with Daisy Ridley, with Adam Driver, with uh, Oscar Isaac, and with uh, John Boyega. So I think we have a fantastic cast ready to go for episode nine. Justin? I love the cast of Star Wars. I think Game over. That, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 
the story arcs we've seen them going through are great. Um, but I'm going to go back to one of my previous arguments that almost all of their story arcs end by the end of episode eight. Mm. I don't know. There's some questions, but I don't have a longing to know much about many of those characters. Whereas we have a wizard that saw all possible futures and chose to sacrifice himself and a very powerful weapon for a greater good that we don't yet know. We have a mentor that lost the kid that he was training. We have a father or two that has lost their children. We have a sister that lost her sister. We have a soldier, a warrior that no longer has a king to protect. And we have an android who wants to understand humanity and sacrificed himself to save the love of his life only to be brought to life. And when he comes back awake, which I anticipate will happen in Endgame, he will realize that she is dead and the sacrifice that he made didn't matter. I think there are more compelling character arcs leading into Endgame than there are leading into Episode Nine. Hmm. Not a Ray Lewis shipper, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That was a really good argument, by the way. It really was. If I had counterpoints, I, I would. <laughs> I would make them. <laughs> that was a good argument. I'm actually going to ask for a little bit more from each of you. Oh, okay. So, um, great arguments on why your cast of characters is superior. Yeah. I want a little bit of negativity. I want you guys to poke holes at each other. Oh, then Jay's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I fall apart. Not necessarily. I, I'm, I'm not going to base the argument just on what you're about to say here. I'm just I'm curious to see the other side of this a little bit. So, each of you take a couple minutes and tell me about the 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 uh, the holes in the cast of characters on the other side. Hmm. Well, first of all, I'll just say the Avengers actually need Captain Marvel to step in to help them save the galaxy. <laughs> they can't do it themselves. They need a new character to come in. Maybe not. Maybe more than just one new character. Um, no, the problem I have with with where the MCU has gone is that they've included so many characters that none of these characters are going to have major arcs. None of them are going to have major arcs. Are they going to go through some some trauma? Absolutely, they're going to go through some trauma. Like I said, I think some of them are going to die. The problem is, is that most of them have already gone through their major character arcs. This is a cosmic battle. This is not an in in. This is not the ending of a very personal story where the characters are going through a lot personally. We're seeing the culmination. In fact, we're actually putting a lot of our emotions on top of these characters based on what we've seen from them in previous films. Not what's going to happen to them in the next film. That's not what we're that's not what we're really looking at here. So I think that some of the I think that some of the conflict that is internal to the Marvel characters is a little bit contrived because if you didn't watch all 22 films, you don't really get to see much from this new film. Um, whereas I think that the setup for episode nine actually allows you to experience all of the things that you could draw out emotionally from where the characters have been because they're not through their arcs yet. They're still in the middle of their arcs. So they may have ended the film at a place where Justin can go, yeah, if it ended there, that could be fine. But I disagree. I think that they still need to continue forward. We still have... 
uh, Ray, who wants to redeem Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren still wants to burn everything to the ground and start all over. We are not, they're not at the end of their arcs yet, and I think we really need to see that play out. I do think that Endgame will be very compelling, and it will be an, an emotional trigger for us, but it's based on 22 years, not based on where the characters are right now. So Avengers Endgame is bringing a new character into the mix. Um, one thing that I think is really important about that is they're going to introduce her with her own movie to allow us to care, to show us why we should care, why it should matter, that Nick Fury's final action in life was asking her to come help. That in itself should tell us it matters, but we are going to get an entire movie to explain what it means for her to be summoned, what it means for her to come. Um, now, aside from Holdo, episode eight did not introduce very many characters that have big ramifications that matter for the world of Star Wars. And I'm concerned that episode nine will try to create more characters that won't have enough time to go through a real story arc. And so, of course, they're going to bring in new characters, but we're not going to have enough time to get to know them, live life with them, um, to go through adventures, journeys, loss, gain with them um, to make it matter in one film. And while 22 movies is a lot to watch, it is also a lot of time to get to know these characters and to become attached so that their story arcs matter more in a single film than they do in one where we just meet them in episode nine. All right. I think I'm going to make my choice based on consistency. Mm. Based on consistency of arguments throughout the whole episode. Because I think one of you did take kind of a sharp turn in that last argument. And I'll explain that a little bit more after I announce the winner. <laughs> this of is like watching the competition it's like, <laughs> right after these messages. <laughs> Who gets the rose? <laughs> what will happen next? You won't believe what happens next on the Story Geeks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the winner of the episode. Your name starts with a J. Oh, oh wait, that's both the best. <laughs> your whole name is J. <laughs> <laughs> the winner is Justin. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain why. You went back on an argument that you gave earlier. What did I do? You basically, earlier, you were saying that the 40 years of history leading up to episode nine made it better. Yes. And then in this one, you were basically going backwards and saying, we don't need any history to make this movie better. It's going to be better in and of itself. So, <sighs> That's a good point. So there was a lack of consistency there. So Son of a gun. So I had to, I had to give it to Justin. Good job, Justin. Hey, 
Thanks. <laughs> the problem is, so, so just so that everyone knows how this goes, we go, we both love these movies. Yeah. Which one do you want to take? <laughs> so Jay gave me the option yeah. to choose which movie I wanted uh. to defend, and I literally flipped a coin to let that be the deciding factor. It's so funny, too, because I just did, um, I just did uh, a podcast, which will come out in, I believe we we're going to release it in, in February, about Infinity Gauntlet. Um, and then we're still going to do a dig deeper into Infinity War with Helen O'Hara. Yeah. And so I've been really immersed in the world of Marvel. And so I was like, I could, I usually tend to be a bigger Star Wars fan than a Marvel fan, but I was like, I could go either way, dude, because I'm excited about both these films. Yeah. These are going to be phenomenal films. So it's, it's, it's like, it's weird because I have, uh, I'm, I, I can be pretty competitive. So part of me is just kind of like, I want to win this. And then all of a sudden I'm like, but I'm arguing <laughs> stupid things because I want both. I want both to win. By the way, here's my honorable mention. Would this have swayed you? Because I was going to bring back John Williams is composing the soundtrack of episode nine. The MCU's best soundtrack is volume one and volume two of Guardians of the Galaxy. The MCU mu- music has been fairly poor overarchingly throughout that. <clears throat> I think you were smart to leave that out. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, you would have swayed if, me, though. I was going to say. You talk yeah. John if Williams, Justin, you're talking my language. That's right, that's right. Justin's way more of a score guy than I am, so uh, I think if he were moderating, that would have swayed him. But We'll, yeah. we'll need to learn each other's tells. and like, oh, I'm going to go Oh, that's why I went straight to Kylo guy. Ren. I'm like, Kylo <laughs> Ren, Kylo Ren. And personally, I mean, I, I tried not to let my personal opinions get yeah. into this at all, but yeah. personally, I really, really love the Avengers theme. So yeah, but it's the, like the one. It's like the one theme they have that's like iconic. Yeah, yeah. But no, so if you okay, so let's just take one second. And if you're thinking about not which movie you would argue for, but which one are you actually more excited for? Well, oh, let's, let's do let's, that on the let's, Exactly. Let's not yes. take that second. Let's. Yes. Sorry for the tease there, everybody. But if you want to know our real opinions, and I'll give mine too. Oh, nice. Then hang out on the aftercast. Subscribe to Patreon and check out the aftercast. Yes. But for now, Justin is our champion. You have taken the crown from Jay, who was our previous champion. Yeah. I'm I'm a big old stupid loser. I haven't won any of these yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to moderate, by the way. I can't wait to moderate. We'll get there. That's it for today's show. Special thanks to Daryl for being the moderator and Justin for being my competitor who bested me in this particular contest if you want more content from the story geeks related to marvel or infinity war or Endgame or star wars head over to thestorygeeks.com this week you'll find blogs from ashley and anthony and if you head over right now and become a supporter of the story geeks for two dollars a month or more you'll unlock access to this week's aftercast where we share our real opinions about whether we're really more excited for episode nine or for marvel's mcu's end game don't forget to subscribe we have more great content coming out we'll be talking about more mcu stuff more star wars stuff throughout the rest of the year so make sure you subscribe don't miss out on that and if you enjoyed today's show or any of the story geeks podcast please share our show with a geek friend or review the story geeks podcast on itunes thanks for listening and as always question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth